0: The Bible said he can supply every need, every need, every need, every need. But you know what? Our God always goes further. He'll also give you the desires of your heart. You don't need it, but he'll just give you the desires of your heart because he loves you. Because he's your heavenly father. Because he's your daddy. And he'll do things for you when nobody else will. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm getting in the way. Maybe Sunday morning, but you can get the Holy Ghost on a Sunday morning. You can get a healing on a Sunday morning. You can get a mighty touch on a Sunday morning. Yeah, hallelujah. You can get drunk on a Sunday morning, not off a of food just easier. You can have a caffeine feed on a Sunday morning, of the Holy Ghost. this could be a good reason we won't have no mornings in heaven won't be no darkness won't have any mornings after you get up you know kind of get going glorified bodies won't need to get up they'll always be up oh isn't it great to be here today isn't it great to feel the Lord amen nothing like feeling this God I'm glad to know a God has got ears to hear eyes to see arms and hands will reach out a promise in his word promise in his presence i'll never leave you nor forsake you. hallelujah that devil's a liar when he tries to a stranger, he's not there i beg the difference with you the book said he is and the book dropped you and the book's going to continue to chop you and the book amen is going to throw you in a pit and you're never going to get out it. read it for yourself devil God you and I don't have to go created his image and likeness he's got a better plan for us got a better place for us hallelujah I want to be a part of it how about you got that hope in our hearts this morning don't we inheritance joint heirs through none other but Jesus Christ i to be an heir of Jesus this morning how about you I want to show the fruits that I'm an heir of him the way we walk and talk and live and respond to life and circumstances Man, we handle it so much different than the world does. They get depressed over nothing anymore. Hallelujah, down and out, and you know why? Cause there's substance, the God, that you're leaning on, is crumbling out from under. How many of you have been hearing about the, the condo, amen, that fell in Florida? Hundred and fifty-six still lost. They never want to take lightly whenever the Lord taught us to dig down. You can't build on sand. Especially next to an ocean. You got to dig down. I watched them at angles down there and they come in there sometimes and they take them on cement columns. Some of them things would be on. It looked like 60, 70, 80 feet up in the air. They'd get that old big crane up there and start driving it. Hey, to start with, man, that thing could come down and hit it. It looked like that, talking about, I'm talking about huge concrete columns, and it looked like it'd go two or three feet. Shoo, shoo, shoo. They'd drive that one, Hey, to bring another one. They didn't stop. they say, well, I thought it'd be deep enough. So no. As long as that thing kept giving, hey, man, they'd just stack another one right on top of it. Shoo. After a while, you begin to hear, and it actually get on your nerves. After a while, you start hearing it go, BAM! Bam. It bam. don't even like it. it's moving. Bam. Bam. God, come on with your word. Just keep hammering on me. Keep on hammering, God. Just keep on hammering. Just keep on hammering. God, put that nail in a sure place. In my heart, my mind, and my spirit. tell the word of God to keep me when everything else is and sad. The foundation of the apostle, the Jesus Christ, the chief God of God, is going to get me out of here. to get me out of here sister boy amen it's going to supply i need until i get out of here oh well praise god i'm sorry got a good lesson though got a good god and i'll tell you it's nothing like this so diane barry is going to get all right he knows he's got it all in his hands Hallelujah. Praise God. Lord bless you. You made me seated. Yes, yes,
1: sure. I have a testify. I know something so little. I know it always is. But yesterday, um, Brennan was still at work and the kids were playing. And it was just me and I had Holy Ghost radio on. And so I listened to two different sermons about just God's provision, exactly what you've been saying this morning about He's our Father. Why, if you were hungry, you wouldn't even think twice about going to your Father's house? That's right. begging all the time for, for whatever we need. And um we're we're not in a financial environment, but there's some things we had, the kids had to go to the dentist and things like that, unexpected. And I wasn't even honestly I wasn't even praying about it. I was just it was in my mind and I had been thinking on it. And I had listened to both of those sermons and I'd just been cleaning around the house, cleaning. I get a card or something I always take it out and put it somewhere else I found a card from them all <laughs> and it had some money in it from Christmas and I know it wasn't even it was just the fact like God said it's going to be okay like, that's right he heard I didn't even audibly say it out loud but he heard what I really said deep down and he just confirmed that's right. over and over
0: yes he well, will his child, that's right
1: again, Always.
0: Always. Always.
1: Always
0: make a way where there seem to be no way. In fact, amen, that's where he specialized. If there seemed to be a way by your own power, then God's really not in it. But when you get in a place when you can't do nothing about him, you can't find no way, he's the one that'll make a way because that's how he gets the glory. if your eyes and ears could just be open up right now what's available to you right now what's available to you on this service right now what you can have, what you can attain, what you can leave with right here, right here, right here today you would be shocked and blow your air back I'm telling you God, God's on the throne. God's healed God. God's a man in the midst of a storm. God's healed God. And God can step out on the, of the ship anytime he gets ready. Call for that to be peace. It ain't nothing and nobody can do anything about it. You know what he's waiting on? He's waiting on us to wake up the power that's within us. There's a power on earth that's got to be released before the heavens can open up. That power lies within the church. And when the church wakes up and says, you know what? We got it. This is that. And it's enough. And I'm satisfied. And I'm content. And I'm not going to be begging. What did Brian Bartimaeus do before he ever got his healing? When he heard that Jesus said for him, begging to come. Hold on to come. Take that beggar's coat off. To change identities I said it's about time for the church to change her identity the devil's done everything he can to rob it the world's done everything he can to destroy it I tell you, it's the time for the church to rise up amen it came back her identity we are the children of the living God we got all we gonna need You don't believe that? Read Daniel's. Read what he tried to do. Change their names. Change what they was eating. Try to change your God. That's what the world's doing. That's what religion tries to do. Hallelujah. I'm glad I'm serving the, uncha- the only unchanging thing there is. He's not changing. He's not going to change for nobody. But you know what? He can change everybody. You and I are living proof of that by His grace. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Somebody else want to testify? Somebody else want to feel something? Hey, we'll have a Sunday night this this morning. It's all right with me? Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Man, God's good. God's good. Good to feel the Lord, in not it? Hallelujah. Praise God. Some of you might say, I ain't saying you're saying this, but some of you might say, well, I don't feel nothing. Well, get your antenna up. I got one better than that. Sitting there on that stool and nothing, roll the window down. Mash the button. Mm, Man, there is some wind blowing out here. It is raining. I feel something now. You know what? I think I get my antenna up. And it don't take much, I'm telling you. I told this. And I know they just come back to me. Hallelujah. Whenever we talked about. Remember when I told you about Brother Wes Jackson. Talking about his dad. Did I tell you all that? I told somebody that. Let me tell you. Can I tell you right quick. I'm going to let the class go back. Let me tell you right quick. and I won't do near the job he done. Amen. But, but anyway, it's back in the 80s, uh, mid-80s. Uh, his daddy and then was going to church anyway. He broke his back, apparently, two or three different places. He wound up in Houston. He went up in the hospital for several, several months. It seemed like eight months. Amen. And so uh, the day he was going to get out, the doctor coming to his wife and sets her down and tells us, Hey, look. Said, your husband said, you can just forget him ever being the husband he once was. He can't go fishing. He can't work. He can't do this. He can't do that. I mean, just went down the list. And I mean, just, just put it. In fact, if he makes one little wrong move, it could paralyze him forever. He won't be able to. And so they had him in this body cast with all this news about what he couldn't do. Amen. And all this other stuff. And so when they get home, they've been in the church. The home church had been a revival for several extended revivals, several weeks. But it's supposed to close. But for some reason... <laughs> Or well, something about that, some reason, ain't it? Hallelujah. He made they decided to go one more weekend. And so a brother of the church called him and actually just kind of picking on him a little bit about, hey, brother, you gonna come be in church with us tonight? So we're gonna have church next revival. And, and and he said, you know, as head as my daddy was, and he said, you know what? I'm going. Oh, mama thought a fit. <laughs> Maybe you don't got to. You heard what that doctor said and got all that list. And he said, "You got to understand. I mean, it took a task. A man. He's talking about. He was just like six, seven, eight years old, wasn't very old, to get his daddy there because he's in this kind of like a body cast to get him in an automobile. And then and he said, when we got him, to church said it was an ordeal just to get him in the building. And said, there we was. We finally got him in the building. And said, we got to sit down. Got k- kind of place. A man said the service started. And he said, you know, them services kind of just dry. I said, man, all the singing. I said, man, nothing wouldn't happen. I said. he well, worse said nothing wouldn't happen Said so the preacher got up and said he read his text and still nothing wouldn't happen he said he prayed nothing was still happening he said and all of a sudden he calls his mom and daddy by name i think it was brother randy and sister i've got the lady's name but anyway he said i want you to come up to the front Now, now, by the way, Jackson could tell a whole lot better because he was there. He said, he didn't understand what it was going to take to get my daddy up to the front. Hey Amen. So here we go. He said, and it took a while. He said, but we finally get him moved up to the front. Hey Amen. He said, and the pastor and the vendors come down there and said, they just pray over him. And they prayed over him and done all this. And, you know, nothing didn't happen. Nothing didn't take place. So they pray for mama. And all of a sudden, mama loses it. Man, she's shouting and she's speaking in tongues. Man, she's, she's having the Holy Ghost fit. I said, Daddy's standing over there going, while well, y'all praying for her, I'm going to need prayer. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't feeling nothing. I said, I'm the one. And said about the time, and I don't remember if it was the pastor of the evangelist, but one of them was going to step right back on the platform. said, he stepped on the platform, he said, he turned around. And he said, Brother Randy, he said, if you'll give God a nickel's worth of worship, a praise, he said. You don't tell me what God will do. He said, and his daddy's thinking, he'd say it, and he said, don't you see? I can't give Nothing. He said, the Holy Ghost smoked him. He said, you don't even know what a nickel's worth praise is. He said, so all I could do was pat my foot. He said, and when I did one time, he said, an hour later, I woke up. He said, I come to myself. He said, I got two of the brothers out of the church. He said, we went to the bathroom. He said, and they cut that body cast off of me. He said I come back out of that bathroom, right back into that service. He said, man, I said I had a time. He said, but that wasn't all over. He said Monday morning I got up. He said I drove myself down under that old doctor. Hey man, he said I was on the elevator. He said when I got on the floor with the doctors at guess who standing at the nurse's desk? The Them elevator doors opened up. Said that doctor was standing there and said he looked and saw me. Said he went to ratting and raving and cussing like a sailor. Uh-oh. I'm sorry, did that fend you? <laughs> That's where he told it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hallelujah, man. He said he was right. He, he said, "Man, he hollered him Yo, get him in that X-ray room.' Yo, do that. ah, man. He just go. He said so sure enough. Said they got me in that X-ray and Done all the X-rays. Said you could hear him over in the other room. Said me and my wife was sitting over in the other room waiting on him. Said you, you could hear him putting them X-rays up in that that light and putting one in the other. I just want to know who did this. I just want to know who did this. You believe what you walk to and you can wallow in your mud hole, amen, or you make it big as a sea. Or you can get up out of that mud hole and say, you know what? I'm a child of God. I'm a child of the King. Hallelujah. And I'm getting out of this situation today. Oh, I'm going to go right back to that and again. Anybody ever seen a mud hole in the driveway? You know, People not a whole lot of sense drives through it. Rain, rain, rain. Come on. They come right back, especially when it rains. It's full of water. They want to drive back through it again. Rain. That's why you keep driving through that same mud hole. Come on, come on. I'd either fix the mud hole or build a new driveway. I'm talking you spiritually right now. You're sick and tired of the mud hole and the bogged you in. I'd look, I'd, man, I'd, you know what? I'd make a reverse. I'd turn around and say, I'm fixing to find me another driveway. And I believe his name is Jesus. I believe the route to him is Jesus. I believe the mailbox number is Jesus. In fact, it's probably 777. In case you missed that, that's God's number. Completeness and fullness. Not 666, honey, 600, but 777. Praise God. Lord bless you. Love you this morning. God loves us this morning. God wants to bless us. He's doing it. You know what? He's blessing some of us in spite. That's, that's, a, that's, that's an awesome dad, ain't it? Your daddy ever blessed you that way? When you knew good and well you didn't deserve it? He loved you anyway. He blessed you anyway. That's our Heavenly Father. Amen. That's our lesson. Lord bless you. You can be sitting I'm going to let our classes go back. What a touch of the Lord in this house today. Man, God's talking to us, ministering to us, strengthening us on this journey. Praise God. I'm praying for healing in your bodies, healing your soul, your mind, your spirit. Hallelujah. Draw nigh unto Him. Hallelujah. A lot of people give themselves a lot of junk. But I tell you what, I want to give myself to Jesus. How about you? Amen. Let me make this announcement this morning. Youth, don't forget, we'll be leaving in the morning. We'll be here at four thirty, five o'clock. Five o'clock. We plan on leaving out by five. So, anybody possible, please try to be here by four thirty, and we're gonna hook up and load up and take off. Okay. All right. Don't forget that. God bless you. Thank you, brother Ford. Yes. Thank you, all the singing departments and the saints of God, and all that's responded in this place this morning. Man, I pray you what I just believe God's touched some of you here today. Hallelujah. Uh, there's just nobody like our Lord. Nobody like Jesus. No. Hallelujah. Nobody. There, what's this. It's not going to ever be either. You know, <laughs> you can look at the political world, the athletic world, and things of that nature. They're always looking for somebody to come along. You know, Michael Jordan had his day and they're looking for others to take Michael Jordan's place and things of that nature. But you know what? They, nobody going to ever, 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 ever take the place of Jesus Christ. <laughs> hallelujah hallelujah you know what i purpose in my mind heart and spirit this morning and nobody or nothing's going to take his place in my life either he's going to be my shepherd he's going to be my lord he's going to be that voice that i need amen in all the the, the directions of my life he i I want him to be what he desires to be in my life amen got your bibles hello i'm sorry sunday school lesson i'm sorry save save man saved. what a topic and sometimes us apostolic Pentecostal people are a little hesitant about this term. It's been used and abused. Uh, it really has. Yeah. Amen. Saved. But you know what? Amen. It's actually mentioned, what, let say, 104 times in your King James Version. So apparently it's not a cuss word. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> apparently we can use it. Just in the right method, in the right form, right setting. Amen. To be saved. I, I, I want to be saved. How about you? More importantly, I want to stay in a saved condition. What I mean by that term actually is a a raptured condition. Nobody knows when that rapture is going to take place, both as as an individual or as a church. And so it's going to pay us, amen, to always be in in a raptured condition because we just simply do not know. Last Thursday night, there was 150-something people after just a few moments of a building crashing. Amen. And I'm going to keep a little on that. I'm going to, I'm going to preach from that. Amen. I, I, don't get wrong, but I'm just telling you the importance of things that should have been done and, and things set up. And you know what? Those people was in that building with all the comfort. Amen. Assurance. Amen. Laying their beds or doing whatever. And not, not enough heights. You know, they weren't afraid. I mean, a lot of people are afraid of heights. and But if they can stay inside of a building or some enclosure. Amen. They don't mind getting to a 300 feet in the air. But you know what? They're depending on what man had done. Amen. To hold them and sustain them. Every time you get into a plane. Every time you get into an automobile or anything else. You're depending on what man designed. What man built. Amen. To c- c- be a, a, a safety to you. And, and that's the reason you don't have the fear. Amen. If you're just out there dangling on your own. <laughs> Hallelujah. So you know what? I'm glad for the man called Jesus Christ hallelujah I can be sure of what he has left us the example he's left us the doctrine he's left us hallelujah without hesitation hallelujah that that if I obey this doctrine if I obey his instructions if I hear his word have an ear to hear it that I can be saved amen praise God you're convinced about that this morning I hope so man I tell you what it's like the book praise God the book Hallelujah. You notice, you know, you can't say that about all the other books, but you can say that about this one. The book. It's good to see each one of you in the house of the Lord this morning. I know I didn't take time to greet all of our guests. It's good to see all of you. It's good to see you, man. It's always good to see you come worship with us. God bless you, man. Appreciate you. It's good to see each one of you. Some of you. Amen. It's just so good to have everybody back. It's good to have our children back. Amen. Brother Tony, Brother Matt, they survived that journey. God bless them. Hallelujah. Appreciate them so much. I just remember the berries, they're, they're uh Preaching for Brother Spears, let's remember that church, the service, uh, uh, they, they just need a touch of God down there. And so they've really been on my heart this week and uh, ask you to just pray for them going will be there to, this morning and tonight. So let's pray God would mind to use Brother and Sister bearing them and the whole, and that whole, just, they, they just need a, a, a move of God, okay? Amen. All right. I pray for all the churches. I yep. want everybody to have a revival. Praise yeah. right. <laughs> God. I'm telling you, I don't care who they are, I don't care where they're from. In fact, we got a line up in July. we got uh, brother Samper, young brother Samper gonna be with us next Sunday. We're gonna have just Sunday morning service it's July the 4th. We are gonna have a 10 o'clock service. Young brother Samper is gonna be with us. He'll be back the Wednesday night following that, the seventh and then the following the 14th and 28th, brother Williams, a man is gonna be with us from Baton Rouge. We had a little inside help apparently, help us out. <laughs> no, I text him, this is one I text here a while back and uh, he told me, man, he said, I'm full all the way to next year. And uh, I told him, well, get me on the list somewhere. <laughs> Praise God. So he texted me a few days ago and said, hey. He said, I got the 14th and 28th of July open. I said, I want them both. So we got both of them. So he's going to be with us the 14th and 28th. Uh, I've already invited, man, some of our black ministries out of our community to come be with us. So don't be surprised. Hallelujah. You may want to come early. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hallelujah. They bring their congregations. Yeah. Praise God. But that's all right with me. Everybody needs to be saved. Everybody needs to hear this truth. Everybody needs to experience it. Everybody all have, everybody all have a right to hear it and experience it at least once. Amen. Praise God. And uh, So anyway, we're, we're doing that. We're inviting them. And hopefully some of them will come. Got some, some good men out there. Just uh, Well, anyway. We want God to bless them and use them. I didn't even I didn't tell Brother Williams that. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. I don't put no pressure on him. Hallelujah. But God knows what he's doing. And that's, that's all I pray. I want revival. I don't want to limit it in any, any place, in any fashion, whatever he sees fit. Hallelujah to work it out. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. You never know. We may start something in the Hispanic people. Hey, man, we got somebody who can speak Spanish here. She can be our translator. She just may have to do it real fast. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> may have to have a few shortcuts. <laughs> no. Hey, God knows. Hey, God knows. And... Uh, Amen. So we're just praying God to work for us. Hallelujah. All right. Focus thought. We are saved by what? God's spirit and God's grace. Man, this is amazing. Me, how that we've been on this topic for the last few Wednesday nights. And, hey, I didn't read all my lessons ahead of, you know, don't think I did that <laughs> jumped and jumped you, back off of it. I didn't do that. Amen. But here it is. The Sunday school lessons are falling right in time with some of this same direction and what God's trying to help us with. Amen. Uh, I, you know, what? my personal opinion. I personally feel like that we have cheated ourselves as well as others uh, by, by not really having a true revelation understanding of his grace. And then when you flip the coin, as the writer of the lesson talks about, when you flip the coin, on the other side is mercy. And so with these two, amen. You know what? It doesn't matter how you flip the coin. It doesn't matter if it lands on Grace if it lands on mercy, I'm going to be a winner either way. When I call on his grace and mercy, I guarantee you they're going to get me to the place I need to be. If I just put my faith and confidence, amen, in this grace and mercy of this almighty God. So we've got a good lesson here today. And we're going to do our best to, to present it to you. And uh, focus first is going to be found in Titus 3 and 5. Uh, not by works of righteousness which we have done. And uh, he done a good job in the lesson. In fact, I'm going to read what he has written about that, uh, about righteousness. Which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by what? The washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Whenever you really talk about saved, saved, amen. Actually, it was a term that came from uh, the French. It actually means accept, (laughs) accept. Amen. Saved. Uh, that's, you, know, you do with that whatever you want to. I just happened to look that up. And, and uh, that's, that's what the instructions had told us about that. And, and you know, another way that you could look at saved is remission. Remission. Finding remission. Anybody ever heard anybody being what? A man from cancer found themselves what? In remission. Amen. Praise God. I'm glad I'm in remission tonight or this morning. How about you? Of sin. Praise God. Hallelujah. And if I walk right and do right and keep myself humble and stay dead enough, <laughs> I can keep it under subjection. Amen. But if I let the old nature rise up in me, unattended, unkempt, Amen. guess what? I'm going to find some old battles rising up in me. Hallelujah. So anyway, thank God. Praise God. So as we begin to look at this and watch it really begin to unfold, we may come back. We'll talk about the cultural connection. Talked about uh, Mr. Stanley Williams there, Mr. Walker. Talked about his dad. His dad that was a shipbuilder, owned a shipbuilding back in the 1950s. Uh, he wound up, when he passed away, had some $8 million to give to two sons. Well, ain't that something? How would you like to have a dad that you knew that you was going to get a man? And but, the, but one of the sons, a man, uh, this one here's Stanley, was actually living in Chicago, even though his dad was in England. His son was living in Chicago. Uh, Actually, if you notice, it made the statement about him that he had a degree, uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, from the college there in Chicago. And so whenever the team came to find him, come to let him know that, hey, you just become a a millionaire, a man, uh, you know what, when they found him, guess where they found him? Uh, when he got news where he might be said he's been sleeping, amen, the last few little while, amen, in hotel, cheap hotel place, sleeping off his alcohol. When they finally found him, they found him in a doorway, doorway dead in the city of Chicago. And the statement that got my attention, one of the reasons I want to make mention of this is this right here. He did not have to live that way or die that way. He didn't have to live that way. Or die that way. What I'm telling us this morning. By the grace and mercy of this almighty God. We don't have to let sin dominate us. Rule us. And overpower us. Amen. Uh, I feel the Lord's gave me a little message. And you may think it's a little off. (laughs) Hallelujah. And I'm dying. I'm already dying to preach it. But uh, I got to get it together. (laughs) To somewhat. Amen. And I'm going to do a little research on it. Amen. But uh, it's time. Amen. Tell the devil to eat crow. It's time to tell the devil to eat crow. I'm going to preach that sometime in the next few weeks. Amen. Hallelujah. So by the help of God, the help of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I'm going to start telling that devil, buddy, it's time to eat crow. You said it, but you lied, buddy, and you're fixing to eat crow. (laughs) You said I couldn't make it, but you watch this. You said I couldn't go to heaven, but you watch this. You said I couldn't be healed, but you watch this. You're going to eat crow, devil. <laughs> Praise God. I don't know where it comes from. I'm going to try my best to find out. If you find out, let me know. Y'all help me out. All right? Praise God. You help build the message. <laughs> Man, I feel good this morning. Come on. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. You know what this Holy Ghost would do for what, what a lot of people are looking for? In wrong areas. This, this is what this Holy Ghost will do for us. But anyway, as we watch this, as we watch it really begin to. Uh, take place. Uh, we all know, as he talked about contemplating the topic, we all struggle, struggle. You know, the Bible Job talks about that. A man's life is what short, but it's full of trouble. His days is full of trouble, and uh, that seemed to have increased in the time that we're living now. There seems to be trouble, and no one's exempt from it. Amen. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor. It doesn't matter your color, of your skin. All of that, that don't have to matter. Uh, you can talk to all styles and all people and all from all different directions. Amen. Troubles on every hand. Uh, But you know what? We got one that can help us. One that can uh, be a voice and guide and lead us. Amen. Especially when you start talking about being saved. When you start talking about, amen, reaching that place and staying in that condition. So if you don't mind for just a few minutes here this morning, I want to talk about even that term talked about, save. Amen. As you look at it, I'm going to just go back to a few places. And I I realize our time has already slipped by to a certain degree. But watch this. I want to talk about it just a little bit because... This is not only just in the New Testament and, and things of that nature, amen, but you can look all the way back at the Old Testament. You can see where God, you know, there's only one that can really save us. For God so loved the world, Brother Ford mentioned that this morning. That's a part of a lesson that he gave, that he gave. Why? That he might save us, amen, from our lost condition, from our blinded condition. That's his heartbeat. That's his desire. It's God's will that all might be saved. Amen. That's God's heartbeat. And so with the revelation of this last week, we learned, amen, out of the same writer, amen, of Paul's writings, amen, to Titus, uh, that the grace of God has appeared unto who? Unto all men. The grace of God. This grace that we're talking about this morning that can save us. We we haven't earned this. It wasn't by our works of righteousness. Hallelujah. This righteous plays a part, amen, but not in the actual saving uh, place as far as, as when you start coming to God and things of that nature. Hallelujah. Oh, no. But watch this. You go back and you can look into Genesis, the 47th chapter. This is actually the life of Joseph. You know the life of Joseph. I don't have the time to go into a lot of the details of that. But let me make enough statement about it. You know where Joseph come from. Amen. That he was despised by his brothers. But he was loved. Amen. By Jacob. He was the one with the many coats of many colors. And he was the one that would bring the evil part of his brethren. And he was the one that was sent out to check on him. And they took him and threw him into a a pit or a water cistern. Amen. And there. Amen. But from there they get him and they sell him. Amen. And and he's he's thrown into a prison. And all these places he was thrown into. He was never committed the crime. He never was the one that was really at fault, amen. But, but notice something. I, I've heard people talk about Joseph being a, a spoiled brat and all this other stuff. And I don't see that. I, I don't see it all the way through. No, spoiled brats don't go to dungeons and prisons, amen, and still work for God. Right. That God can use and God can bless and be servants to others. Uh, that's just my opinion. Besides that, Joseph was a, was a type of Christ in the Old Testament, sold, amen, and, and things of this nature and, and accused and, and real accused, but, uh, but he kept the right attitude and the right spirit, and so as the process goes on, you know the story how how that after a while, after something about 20 years amen, he's finally brought out of the dungeon Pharaoh sets him up, amen, he becomes a part because what of a dream a dream, an interpreter of a dream that Pharaoh had received, or talking about the, what was going to come, the famine was going to come and seven years of plenty of them, then seven years of famine, and then after this seven years of famine, what was going to happen during this process of the seven years of famine that it was going to affect, amen, not just Egypt, not just where Pharaoh was at and his people, but it's also going to affect Canaan, amen, it's going to affect where Joseph's family was at and where his dad was at. And so you know what? God knew all of this and you knew how to bring Joseph into that process, into that place and put him into that position, amen, that he needed to be, to be what? Watch what happens here whenever he comes back and the brothers come back and all of it's set up and then finally they get to the place and he sets his dad and brings them there and they puts them in ghosts and then after that, you're going to notice that the Bible begins to talk about how that the people of Egypt even, that they gave all the money they had getting bread from year to year. And then they brought all the land and the cattle and everything they had. And they finally reached the place. Amen. Listen to this particular verse here in Genesis 4 and 47 and 25. And they said, Thou hast saved our Lives. What are they saying? I mean, they done gave all the money, they done gave all the cattle, they done gave all the land. But now Joseph had set up a deal with them. Said, "Hey, I'm going to give you grain because you know what?" They they questioned. He said, "How could you just you know say what just die?" Amen. So he set up a deal with them that uh, the five measures. And this is where you get somebody talking about offerings and things. But anyway, the five measures. He said, "You keep four measures, and one you're going to give back to Pharaoh." And they kept the four measures. Amen. For food and replanting. And so that's the reason they were. Responded to Joseph in this form and manner. Amen. You have saved our lives. Amen. We found ourselves in a place. We found ourselves in a condition that we could not save ourselves. Let me tell us all some The Bible's made it clear. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin, amen, is death. And the only way, amen, sin can be dealt with is death. And thank God for the man called Jesus Christ that paid a debt that you and I really couldn't pay. Yes, we could, we could pay it. But you know what? The difference between Jesus Christ and us. Jesus Christ only stayed in the grave for three years. And um, three years, Jesus Christ only stayed in the grave for three days. Hallelujah. But guess what? We're going to stay in the grave in a pit amen for eternity outside of Jesus. Anybody that tries to come any other way besides Jesus Christ is going to find themselves in a lost condition and paying a debt amen for the rest of their lives. But if Jesus Christ is all the only one that can pay it. That's the reason he says I am the door and there is no other way. If you come up any other way you come as a thief and a robber. And the Bible is very clear telling us that all thieves and robbers are going to wind up in the lake of fire right. 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 okay <laughs> praise God God's in the saving business folks Amen. he's in the saving business in Bendale Mississippi hallelujah and I promise you he didn't want us to become a task away he wants us to make this journey I could take you to Exodus you can just go over one more book and go into Exodus the 14th chapter and there you're going to see again how the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead upon the seashore. You know the story. You know the time with, with whenever Moses let them out. And if you go back and read it very carefully, geographically, amen, there was a shorter distance. Geographically, amen, they could have went around on land. But you know what? God said, you know what? They may change their heart. They may repent. Amen. When war time comes, they may want to go back. And so he was brought in position, amen, the church. It's amazing how God sometimes kind to of put the church in a place. <laughs> Sometimes the church don't like it. Sometimes the church, you know, we get to squirming about it. We get to but you know what? This is this is God's church. Is this not God's church? this is God's church, isn't it? We belong to him, don't we? We're his servants. We're his products. And it's all about his business and it's all about his kingdom. It's not mine. It's not yours. It's his. Amen. And so you know what? Sometimes he just kind of puts in. And so he took Israelites and he put them, amen, on that Red Sea shore right there. And there was no way to escape, amen, to the left or to the right. And guess what? Amen. And he, he moved on Pharaoh and he told Pharaoh, amen, that they're entangled is the term that's used in your Bible. Amen. That the Israelites are entangled. Had a I'm going to use that in my message. Hallelujah. They, Pharaoh thought, hey, we, they're entangled. We got them now. Oh, no, you're going to eat crow, Pharaoh. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know what? That's what somebody else... Some of us need to wake up. Some of us really need to wake up and rise and look around and say, you know what? You said this to destroy me, but you know what? It's not going to happen. The weapons formed against me shall not... Pray. That don't mean he's not shooting that don't mean they're not striking home. That don't mean they're not affecting us. But they're not going to prosper. What do you mean? They're not going to cause me to lose out and lose my inheritance. I'm going to stay with the fight. That's it. <laughs> Praise God! I'm going to fool around and preach both of them. I
1: oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> might mess me up. I would preach it two or three weeks. <laughs> no, just... right. Be better the second time, huh? Can I say this? There's a lot of them worldly folks watching movies half a dozen times. Well, the Holy Ghost will get me in trouble, won't it? <laughs> oh, my, my, I feel good today. Okay, watch this. Again, you go to Numbers, and again, you're going to see where he's talking about I mean, how the enemy had come against them and oppressed them. And again, the Bible makes it very clear that what the Lord, all capital letters, L-O-R-D, would know what he's talking about. Your God, he shall be saved from your enemies. You're going to be saved. You're going to be delivered. You're going to be brought out. Hey, man, what really needs to happen, we just got to make up in our minds. Hey, I'm a child of God. I'm a vessel of God. Hey, man, if I got to go in that fire furnace, so be it. Those those three Hebrews. What did they tell him? You can make on one thing, King. We're not bowing to you. If he delivers us, he delivers. But if he don't, we're not bowing to you. Sometimes we got to send a message to this world and the devil of this world. We're not bowing. We're not changing that because we know this is right and this is this is biblically right. And so we're going to stay with it. We're going to hold on to it. Not with arrogance. Not with a bad spirit. That's not what this is about, but with the love of God in our hearts, huh? with the joy of the Lord and the peace of God in our vessels. Amen. That changes the battle. That changes the method of the battle. That changes the weapons of the battle because we're not fighting against flesh and blood. We're fighting against spiritual wickedness in high places and rulers of darkness. But so this is what can work on our behalf and help us, amen, to win the battle and be victorious over all those things. And so as you go and begin to look into the actual lesson itself, as we talked about saved and you go to the next part and it begins to talk about the kindness and the love, amen, that's revealed in none other but the man ca- called Jesus Christ. Notice what the writer of the lesson brings to our attention. The precious blood that Jesus Christ shed symbolized, amen, in the sacrifice in the temple of the Old Testament was shed to what? To purge. Our sins. It's important. We need to understand that. It took place in the Old Testament. It's going to have to take place in the New Testament. Without the shedding of blood. Amen. There's no remitting. There's no remission. There's no purging. There's no washing. You remember the two goats you read about. Amen. In the Old Testament. One was slain. The other one, the transferring by the by the priest laying hands on it, transferring the sins of the people and the nation upon that goat, and then that goat was taken out by a runner out into a place that was uninhabited. Amen. Was out into a wilderness, never to be found or sought for or anything like that again. It's another likeness, a symbol, as the psalmist comes along tells us that once we bear it and repent, Amen. They put down what they put in the sea of forgetfulness. And so here, the writers make helping us to understand that purging comes by what? The blood of Jesus Christ. God bought this church with his own blood. Amen. And this is the only way that you and I can be purged and cleansed. Amen. And when you go to Hebrews 1 and 3, and you begin to look at some of these scriptures. And I'm going to come back to some of these. I'm going to bypass for just a second here. Uh, amen. Maybe I didn't get it. Yeah, did. Yeah. God, who at Sundrive and at different times, and spoke in the times past of the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. Who, being in the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, by himself. Amen. No other. That's the reason we believe that only through Jesus Christ and the baptism in his name is the only way to find remission. It's because it takes the blood, that spotless blood. Amen. The blood of the bulls and goats couldn't do. It just rode them forward for a year out of faith and obedience. Amen. Pointing to what? The lamb. The lamb that God would provide. That lamb being none other but Jesus Christ. And he's the one that purges us. Amen. I'm telling you you something. When you'd be, have you ever had a debt and just been set free of a debt? Did you keep writing the checks and send them? (laughs) You keep sending them cash money? Oh, you've been... Same way with this. Same way. You get a godly sword and you repent over it. Put it under the blood. And don't let the devil or nobody try to bring it back over. Like some kind of shadow. Blood washed it away. I've been purged from that. I've been delivered from that. I've been set free from that. Go to John 2 and 2. 1 John 2 and 2. Now he is what? He is the propitiation, Which means the atoning sacrifice. Who's he talking about? Jesus Christ. He is the one for our sins. And not for ours only. But also what? For the sins. Watch this. Of the whole world. Doesn't matter who they are, where they at, where they come from. John 1 to 29 says, Behold the Lamb of God which what takes away the sin of the world. If you want sin to be remitted, if you want sin to be washed away, if you want to be purged from sin, there's only one man that can do that, that you can call on. And his name is Jesus. I don't care what the rest of the world says. And hey, you'd be shocked the pressures on some of our our, and I'm going to just put it this way Religious brethren Pressure of Some Hindus And uh, others that The way they believe And the way to make their way to God I had to tell somebody Just a few weeks ago I said the Bible says there's only one One door I said and that's it I said all that may look good And sound good And they could even be sincere But you know what you can be sincerely wrong. And miss it. I can prove that with Apostle Paul. With nobody more sincere than he was. Even as Saul. And even persecuting the church. He thought he was doing the will of God. But he was wrong wasn't he? He was mistaken. That's the it is so important. With, with honesty and with Sincerity. You open your heart, your mind, and spirit up to what this Bible says. As the scriptures have taught us, let every man be a liar, but God be truth. That includes me. Paul went as far as telling, hey, though of an angel, though we are an angel, come preach any other gospel. He said, you consider them a curse. Why? There's only one gospel now. One gospel. So you watch as this really begins to unfold and begin to take place. You can go to Hebrews 7 and 27 and you're going to see there who needed not daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifices first for his own sins and then for the people's for this he did once talking about Jesus Christ Jesus Christ is our high priest that entered into the heavens a man into that tabernacle that was once like was in the Old Testament now he's in the heavens tabernacle. If there's still a plan, there's still, there's that's footsteps, amen, that's set up that you and I must come by, by faith, amen, to attain, to have access. If we're going to be, to be, ex- watch this, to be accepted or to be saved. <laughs> it brings us, brings us right, and all that's the book. It's in the book. And that's what you and I got to follow. That's what you and I have got to. That's the reason David said. He would hide the word of God in his heart. That he might not sin against him. The word is a lamp. It's a light unto my feet. And a lamp unto my. the, The word of God is. And that's how it's going to take. That's what it's going to take. And so as we watch this begin to unfold. The writer comes on or down. He, he talks about from that. He talks about commending his love toward us. In that while we were what? Yet sinners. Christ died for us. Some may die. Yes. For the righteous. But yet not even dare to die for them. But he, he died while we were yet sinners. Christ died. He paid the price. He paid the price to make it available. I, I mentioned you this morning and the power of God was moving in here earlier. What, what's, what's on the table? And I know it, we spiritually speak it in a sense and, 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 and things of that nature. But, but I'm telling you, sometimes we would be absolutely shocked if our eyes could be opened and see what's available for us in the spiritual realm. What God's got just hanging off the tables and, and everywhere for you and I to come and dine and take home with us and, and to enjoy. Amen. But if you're not careful, the enemy will rob us of it. Routine, formalities, men's ideas and opinions, and then the battle within our own selves. I mean, this, this old fleshly vessel, <laughs> like it or not, we, there, there's a struggle with that. But we see here, a amen, that he's made a way. The word commend actually means to prove his love. God's own love, that is what demonstrated, to, amen, God's love, not another's, God's love. For God so loved the world that he gave. It's something about love or just keep on giving. You, you've seen it. You've seen it with families. You've seen it with maybe friends and, and because you loved them, because you cared about them. I, I've heard people talk about going to helping somebody. You know, they're saying, boy, I wouldn't help them. Well, you, that's, that's my friend. I, I love him, and I'm going to go help him. If he calls me at the midnight, I'm going to go help him. Amen. Sometimes you go help people because it's your brother. Sometimes you go help people because it's your friend. And you know they don't really deserve it. But you know what? You, because you love them and you care about them, you're going to step out and you're going to go help them again. Oh. Praise God. That's how God's grace works. Out of love. Amen. It works and it comes to our rescue time and time again to help us along this journey. Amen. Isaiah 53 and 4 and 6 help us to understand, amen, that Christ died for us. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. All we are like sheep have gone astray, and we have turned everyone to his own way. But the Lord hath laid up for us, what, amen, the the iniquity of us all. He paid the price. He he paid it in full. We We do not have to let it dominate us or control us or overpower us as we give and humble and yield ourselves unto the powers of his grace and the powers of his Mercy, and, and I I might have to bypass some of this. So we understand that the, the grace of God is a work of His love and the kindness. So when you go to the scriptures, the scripture text that we had to hear this morning, when you go to Titus three, four, and six, but after that, the what the kindness and love of God, our Savior toward man appeared. It has appeared just like the grace of God. And I mean, how many of you believe that God loves you? How many of you believe that God so loved the world? And so these are the things that ought to prompt us and stir us and cause a hunger. And a desire to rise up in us. Amen. To respond unto this love. Amen. And so, you know, have you ever had somebody, maybe a total stranger, but they was real kind to you and, and things of that nature. And so out of that kind act, there started a friendship. Maybe it worked the both ways. Maybe you was kind. And from that, from that moment, amen, kindled a friendship that could last for a lifetime because of a kind act. Kind response. Spirit that you felt. Kindering spirit. So God's kindness. Upon mankind. His, his willingness to be. Another scripture talks about what? His long suffering. Giving men time to repent. I've heard it not as much here lately. Maybe they've listened to some, some of what I've said here about. Talking about Noah's day and how bad it is and. Things of this nature, and, uh, you know, and, and people talks about in, in a way that, you know, God's got to hurry up. And, but thank God for his long suffering. And I've and, uh, heard individuals say, boy, if I was God, I'd have done. Well, that's the reason you're not God. <laughs> Self-explainable. <laughs> Praise God. And so you and I, as the children of God and, and walk in his spirit and his light, that's the reason we can show mercy. And we can show grace. And we'll show long-suffering. If hmm. Anybody in our community ought to be able to. If they ought, one place they ought to be able to find long-suffering and kindness and grace is at the house of God. Now, What's, what's going on? What's happened? To be kind. To be gentle. To, to reach out. Because that could be the very moment that's going to turn that individual's life around. Ghost of Matt, he said saved us. And I, I, I made a point. I want to read this. And I, I know my time. The nature of the bondage of sin is sure. That we could not save ourselves. We understand that. There's no way that we could overcome the sin. There's no way we could outmaneuver it. There's no way that you and I can become good enough. Can I put it that way? Holy enough within ourselves. Uh, righteous enough. Within our own self, no bit, no, couldn't do it. From the standpoint of sin, we were imprisoned from within. It's a fallen nature. It's reading the scripture, Paul writing to us, he said, All have come short of the glory of God. So what's gonna happen? it's got to be a birth thing take place it's got to be a born being born again going back to what i mentioned Wednesday tonight about man i believe some of the biggest problem with, with the grace of god being as powerful in my life and in the past as it should have been it was caused a failure on my part of dying out of staying in a, a dead place a dead position to make sure that flesh and carnality wouldn't want, would rise up and rule and dominate Not only, now watch this, I believe it's twofold. Not only to attain and receive grace, but for grace to flow through. Okay, what's the Bible? All men, he'll draw all men to him by what? By his spirit. Okay, how does the spirit flow? What does it flow through? Who does it flow through? Watch this. The devil operates the same way. The more you give yourself to him, the more foul and wicked and dark the scripture talks about. It talks about light and it talks about dark in the vessel. Am I right? It talks about how great is that darkness. It can also talk about how great is that light. And believe it or not, you and I controls the switches. By obedience, by submission, by yielding, once Paul talks about it, even in the lesson, you watch said we once we we, we walked in the lust of our minds and the lust of our members, following the pathway of, of lusts and desires and pleasures, even to the point he began to name being evil and wicked and haters of one another. Come on, watch this. <laughs> Why do you think the Jews begin to hate Paul so much? The Jews hated Gentile people. They would go all the way around Samaria. They'd go out of their way to go around. of that still happens today. We got some people, because they don't like some other type of people. <laughs> they go way out of their way to avoid them. That should never be in Holy Ghost-filled people. If it is, then there is that spirit of envy and hatred. Strive. He talks about all that. (laughs) Okay? Let me ask y'all something. Is it easier to love or to hate? Is it easier to forgive a debtor or to hold on to it? Is it easy to write of your tongue? Or is it easier just say what's on your mind? Or we would say, we put it this way. Well, they gave a piece of their mind. Well, you know what? There's a lot of people that ought to be out of mind. Because <laughs> they gave it all away. <laughs> their mind a lot bigger than mine (laughs) anyway (laughs) but you see it's not our nature it's not and that old nature the Bible talks about we're like a tree it's cut down because of water the old stump things begin to spring back up if you're not careful and so God takes the sword (laughs) Crazy people, preachers like men brings me by. When things start springing up, you've got to cut it back off. And you know what? The sooner you do that. My wife hit me up the other day. She's got, what's some old thorny kind of flowers? I don't know. I, ain't, I don't know all that. she is. Anyway, it's got these little shoots coming out the bottom. Went out there a few months ago. We dug some out got them all out. She told me that day, actually a month ago probably, <laughs> there was another coming up. I went by that thing yesterday and there's three or four or five more coming out there. <laughs> My opinion, <laughs> I need to pause on <laughs> that Because sure as the world, now we've got to dig them out. <laughs> hey, it grows up like a tree if finally you keep cutting it down. Y'all know what I'm talking about. The more green things, got the more leaves that get too close to the poke you. Anyway, <laughs> Palm tree, something. Yeah, something. Yeah. So now they. anybody need some? <laughs> I know a place you can come dig them up. <laughs> Things sprouting out. It just keeps. And that's the same way. That's the reason you can't leave the flesh unattended. That's reason you've got to stay on top of it. That's reason. That's not all. You've got an advert. You've got a devil. You've got a devil. And that's the reason Paul and Peter both instruct us to be what? Sober, vigilant. Why? You always got to be on the lookout. And so that old nature itself. Now, when he talked about we can't save ourselves with our own righteousness, right? I know my time's up. Can, give me just a few more minutes right here. Watch what he says about this. He done a good job writing this. What's this. This is other part, of the A part of the second part of the lesson. The fact that we cannot be saved by our righteousness deeds does not lessen the importance of righteousness itself. It's important to be righteous. But what's not man's righteousness, God's righteousness. We seek after his righteousness, not ours. There is a difference. What man justifies sometimes, God has not. Okay. In a world of darkness, this is a crucial distinction. Followers of Christ walk in His righteousness' footsteps. They are to grow in Christ's likeness, that is, to become like Him. To be called a Christian is to become Christ-like. That's, that's, that's the reason in Antioch they were first called Christians because they were disciples of followers of Jesus Christ. God's favor has always accompanied righteousness, just as it did with Noah found favor with God. Noah had a relationship with his creator, which then resulted in his becoming what? A preacher of righteousness. Watch this. I'm not an educated guy. I don't claim to be none of that, okay? But I felt like the Lord gave me something right here. Look at our, 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 our nation today. And, and, and nobody be offended what I'm fixing to say, okay? Uh, sometimes the law is not right. Sometimes things are done unjust, okay? But for the most part, now watch what I'm fixing to say. Watch what I'm fixing. Righteousness. Because we even as a nation, as many denominations and many beliefs out of the same book. Supposedly. But we begin to cut away God's righteousness and begin to tell mankind that that's not essential. You don't have to do this. And you don't have to, do that. and so we keep falling away from His righteousness, until after a while we start not only condoning it, we accept it and tell people that it's all right. And we finally reach a place as time and it keeps lapping, and keep growing. We finally reach a place that we don't even want you to preach about. It. You ain't got no bid to say anything. It don't matter if it's black and white in the book. And finally reach a place that, that, that even the pulpits that we have homosexuals and lesbians and adulterers and fornicators and liars in the pulpits. We didn't get here overnight. It's been a process. Watch what I'm saying. We're living in a generation today that wants to do what they want to do. Live like like they want to live. They want to come and steal and rob and take and vandalize your place. And nothing being said about it. I want to live the life I want to live and take whatever I want to and nobody say anything about it. It's a spiritual thing that just keeps making an inroad. Slowly but surely keeps working on it. But it works on our minds it works on our heart it works on us as a nation it works on us as a generation that's the only way it can ever get back to noah's day that their minds and hearts will be continually on evil it'll never cost their minds or hearts to call on god or that there is a god What's one of the biggest conflicts we're having right now in this country? It's over law enforcement, isn't it?
1: Hmm.
0: Well, that's, it's, you know why? Because I just bought the spiritual thing that's going on in this country. And that's how it works. Because if you can shut the preacher down and shut the conviction down, I'm here to tell you we'll live any immoral lives you want to live. If you listen to humanity, everybody's going to be saved. But but I'm here to tell you this didn't change. Everything under the sun can change and believe and do what it wants to. But this is above the the sun. The S-U-N. And it's forever settled in the heavens. Regardless of the generations and what they believe or don't believe. And what they pick up or don't pick up. It's still the same. And this. That's really so important for you and I. To fall in love with this. To read it and study it for ourselves. One of my main prayers has been lately. God. I want to love your precepts. I want to love your commandments. I want to love your statutes. I want to love your law. I want to fall in love with praying as much as another man would fall in love with hunting or fishing or some pleasurable thing in this. Because, see, there's energy with that. There's power with that. You don't believe? What's this? I'm through. I, I, maybe I'm off a lesson a little bit, but, but listen to me a minute. If you got, and I'm, I'm preaching against this. Can I just use an illustration? I do it. Closer it gets to deer season, the weather gets to change and it gets a little cool. Huh. Hey, I've stood out on a deer stand before. So cold, I to be hanging off the dogs. I mean, one particular time, me and Mister Keith we was only two hunting. It was miserable. I mean, it was so miserable. Oh my Lord, have mercy! And the whole time I was thinking, Oh, Mister Keith, if you just, if you just. Act like you want to go home. If you'll just, if you'll just halfway mention it, I mean, and you know what? By dinner time, and we done both done. I, I mean, we our faces so chapped. We was. Huh. He finally looked at me, and we kind of got. To, I said, "Hey, I'm kind of ready." He said, "I've been waiting on you to say that. <laughs> you should have said that two or three hours ago." Both of us has been wanting to leave because it was ridiculous. But you know what? We have a passion for it. I'm going somewhere. When you get a passion for it. And you get a desire for it. There's energy comes with that. You don't believe that? (laughs) Next time you get up to go hunt. And see how hard it is to get out of the bed. See how wide awake you can get at 5 in the morning. And then compare that to Sunday morning. How Zublet And how you know. We're not careful on Sunday mornings. Man, that's the mornings it seems like. Man, peanut butter is not only deep, deep, but it's deep. <laughs> You're fighting a spiritual warfare. And I'll tell you, the spiritual realm brings a joy and energy that we're trying to find in a lot of other places. That's the reason the cat that falls in love with pleasure, he can stay out to 12 and 1 o'clock. Drinking and doing. And get up at 5 and go to work. Confessing all day that next day. I ain't doing that again. God have mercy. I was so dumb. I was so crazy. Then about 12. You know, he gets him a little cat now. Then about 1, 1.30. He said, you know what? I ain't feeling so bad after all. I think. And he'll talk himself right back into it again. There was a time that this country used to have revivals revivals run it weeks at a time without a rest night and stay until 11 and 12 and 1 o'clock the enemy says hey I gotta shut that down I gotta get them on something else something they'll find a little more joy a little more pleasure The the whole object of the enemy is he wants to rob you of your inheritance he wants to rob you of your grace that's been offered to you through Jesus Christ That serena is so important when we gather together as we gather here this morning. I mean, I'm asking. Anybody's spirit get lifted up here today? How was your spirit about 10 o'clock this morning? If you could took a video of yourself about 10 o'clock this morning. And then about 10.30 took another one. I wonder if there'd have been any difference. You know I'm right. There's something about this Holy Ghost. They're not drunk as you suppose, but we don't deny the fact that they don't act like they're drunk. That wouldn't what the apostle Peter was saying. And you know what? The Holy Ghost hadn't changed. If we're not careful, we try to dignify it. We try to box it in. We try, not in Bendale. I like it when our little sisters get to. That's right, pour it on God, pour it on man Come on, deep Yeah, that's what we want That's what we got to have That's what's got to take place I wake her up, I'm sorry I was copying you She ought to be used to that Hallelujah Praise God, I'm sorry Let's stand, God's good to us God loves us I love this church. God loves this church. God's given us revival. God's going to help us look forward to pray. us pray starting today. Even let's start praying uh, midweek services. I know they're just midweek services. We'll take them until we can do better. And uh, so for those that's coming, uh, we just believe in God. Just going to really bless us and help us along this journey. And uh, we love you and appreciate you this morning. And uh, we just want the hand of God to, to be with us And uh, don't forget next Sunday, July the 4th, we'll just have the 10 o'clock service. Brother Young Sanford will be with us. So you come expect him. If you've got to get up a little early, amen, drink another cup of coffee, you know, whatever. Amen. Works best for you. Whatever keeps your conscience clean and clear and you're ready to have church, but you come in here, amen, and we'll let you out of here. And then you have the rest of the day for July the 4th and uh, to enjoy the rest of it with your family or, or whatever, however you choose to do. Amen. As long as it's godly. Um, that's all we ask. Amen. You yeah. knew that. But love you. Appreciate you. Uh, God bless you. You you said you're dismissed and fear of the Lord. God bless you.